Hey there, I'm Christopher Dorabeck, the Dorabeck Insider, and welcome to GovLube's Dorabeck Insider, where we focus on six words, helping government do its job better. And today, we're carving out the Partnership for Public Service, of course, does its annual uh, look at uh, the best places to work in the federal government. And, and then they take that data and parse through it and take different segments. Today, we're going to talk about the uh, employee job and workplace satisfaction in the law enforcement community. And of course, uh, we don't have to talk right now. Uh, law enforcement keen on all of our minds. Uh, joining me is Tom Fox from the Partnership for Public Service, uh, Vice President of Leadership and Innovation. Tom, always great to have you here. Um, and 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 particularly given all the events that have gone on in the last uh, last couple of years, for you know, we always knew law enforcement was important. But I mean, there's all sorts of events that happen that remind us that uh, seemingly every day. Um, why carve out this particular niche? Why is why was this important to look at? Well, I think there's a couple of different reasons we wanted to look at the law, enforce commu- law enforcement community, and we're looking at other you know, occupational groups across the federal government to see if we can find some consistent themes. We've done you know, analysis looking at the entire government. We've done analysis looking at federal agencies. We've done analysis looking at demographic groups. But now let's see if we can look at various occupational groups that, you know, as you, as you suggest, are really important to the lives of Americans. And you're right that, you know, the, the law enforcement community seems to be at the, the forefront of our minds these days. And so we're taking a look at this, but, you know, also in that process, learning about what may be applicable to other federal agencies, right? right? So, you know, when you look at one community, you gain insights that, that may help others, even though they may be very different than you know, any given community like the law enforcement community, you may not see natural analogies to, you know, program management analysts, but in fact, there really are. And, you know, it's our hope that this not only helps folks in law enforcement agencies, but can help others as well. And, uh, and I was just looking at some of the numbers uh, last night in prep for this, uh, for our conversation. So the, the government-wide uh, uh, number is 58.1 um, of, in terms of a best places score. Um, a bunch of agencies do uh, significantly better than that. FBI, um, Drug Enforcement, uh, Marshal Service do significantly war, uh, significantly better. It will shock nobody that uh, they're basically at the bottom of the list is uh, Secret Service, which has had uh, had a tough couple years, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, but this really goes beyond just the kind of headline stuff. You, you guys try and look at, okay, what are the systemic things? What can leaders do? that make this place a better, a better place to work, right? That's right. And, and I think one of the things that we found to be most fundamental and in some, way, some ways most surprising is how the agencies, the law enforcement agencies with much higher rates of employee satisfaction, they, they clearly all have a, a mission going for them, right? I mean, this is one of the great elements of public service and working in the federal government is that, that most public servants have a, a real mission um, purpose behind their work. But in the agencies, law enforcement agencies that are most successful, they have leaders who are really attuned to the importance of uh, employee engagement. And, you know, there are some leaders who think that, you know, employee engagement is, is, is simply about employee happiness. Right. And there are others who feel like, you know, we just need to focus on the work, employee happiness to the side. The best leaders understand that the two are inextricably interrelated. And so in order to perform the mission more effectively, to perform the work more effectively, you need employees who are satisfied and committed, and they see that 
as um, a, a real commitment on the part of the leaders. That's that's really how you get people motivated and focused. And yeah, you know, places like the FBI have um, leaders like Director Comey who 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 really spend a considerable amount of time focused on people. Well, and I think it's also I was thinking as I was reading through this, but it, and and particularly in light of all the stuff going on right now, uh, uh, this uh, the the mission of the FBI has been evolving over time and. And just in connection with the uh, um, Orlando shootings, you know, they they now have, it's not just going and finding a bad guy, they almost have to outthink the bad guys and find people who maybe, it's a much more complex world for all of us, but particularly for law enforcement. It is, and it's 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 the type of work because it is so complex. Now you almost are guaranteed not to get it right, <laughs> right. you know, uh, anywhere near a hundred percent of the time. And so, you know, there's always more. I think that you know agents feel like they can do, and yet you know it's 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 a difficult set of responsibilities to perform well and effectively 100% of the time, and that's all the more reason why you know senior leaders really need to be directly engaged in in, in reaching out to folks. Um, and I do think you know the 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 director of the FBI is a really good example. They really they they really did stand out in terms of not just the data analytics that we did, but also the follow up interviews and focus groups we did with individuals in the law enforcement community. And it seems, you know, that he makes employee engagement, a, a, you know, a near full-time responsibility, not just for himself as the director, but for other senior leaders in the agencies as well. You know, when you look at employee engagement across government, there are agencies who will, you know, do sort of the once or twice a year employee engagement initiatives. There are others who will, you know, they'll do the extra step and, and, and convene focus groups on a, on a semi-regular basis. Um, what, what Comey and, and the FBI folks do that, that, that we discovered is, is really quite profoundly impactful. You know, one is he makes a point of regularly meeting with employees, both at the headquarters level, but also in offices all across the country. Um, and then the second is that he, he makes great pains to make certain that leaders in uh, different levels of the organization are actually measured and held accountable for communicating with their employees on a regular basis and engaging their employees. And so there's a real, you know, not just word, but action required for them to um, to, to be focused on, on, on getting the most from their employees. One of the other challenges that the, that the report uh, uh, raises is, um, it, you call it wellness in a demanding environment. Uh, these are, uh, I mean, cops are these tough guys, right? Why do I need to pay attention to this? Uh, I'm going to wellness crap, right? Uh, but, right. It, but it's, so it's getting it in, uh, in kind of a safe place for them to think about themselves because there's a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we, I think, too, oftentimes take for granted public servants generally, but certain, certainly folks in the law enforcement community, and to think about, you know, the, the reality of their jobs being that they, they see oftentimes the very worst of humanity, right? Um, you know, whether it be, a, you know, an individual crime or something on a much broader and, and, and really horrible scale. And so it's only natural to assume that, you know, folks in those sorts of positions would need some sort of outlet, whether it be, um, you know, sort of counseling, therapy, or other means of ensuring that they don't gain too skewed a perspective about you know, just how, how good or evil the world may be. And um, yeah, the most successful agencies, you know, take great pains to make certain that number one, they have those sorts of resources available, but number two, to send a signal that 
it's okay to use those resources. And you're right that, um, you know, for, for folks who oftentimes have a, have the, the image of being uh, tough and, and almost sometimes superhuman, the reality is most, if not all, get into this because they care deeply for uh, people and the safety of Americans. And so to see the flip side of that and, 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 you know, when things inevitably go wrong, that can be incredibly, incredibly difficult to tackle. And so uh, there's certainly um, every expectation that they would need some sort of wellness programs to help out. I don't know that the need, you know, this is one where I'm not sure the need is quite as dramatic on, you know, the, the civilian side, the sort of the typical uh, federal employee case, but certainly it is. We all encounter difficulties in life. And right. so, you know, having some um, access to these sorts of wellness programs, I think, is, is just a really good thing and allows people both to, to deal with their personal lives and then, you know, when they do show up to work, to be able to focus on work. Uh, the other piece that, that you raise is, and this is, uh, you know, getting communication within an organization is, is challenging in the best of circumstances. But often law enforcement are, are in a uh, place where like, okay, you know, this is important. We have to keep this to ourselves. And so yeah. getting that communication uh, in, in what's, uh, you call it a need to know atmosphere can be really, really hard. Yeah, it's extraordinarily difficult. And, you know, I think that, you know, much of, uh, much of what needs to be done today is in part undoing the, the sort of quote unquote compartmentalization that has occurred in the past. And, you know, this this phenomena was documented well following the the attacks of of September 11th, and you know there's still more work to be done. But agencies like the FBI, the intelligence community, are working hard to figure out how to communicate more effectively within their agencies, let alone across their federal agencies. And um, you know the FBI, I think, is another example where they certainly don't have things perfect, um, but they are making great pains to make sure that they are being more open with one another and not, not, you know, not erring on the side of, you know, sort of keeping things to themselves. And so, you know, as a senior leader, you know, taking time to talk with employees, to set expectations, making sure that direct reports are feeling um, the same sense of expectation and urgency to, to connect with folks. And then, you know, finding other sort of more informal channels, whether it's regular emails out to the workforce, periodic surveys to assess whether communications efforts are working and having the intended impact. Each one of these things sends a signal um, directly or indirectly that communication and open communication in particular are really important. And, and just that this is, uh, I, I, I agree with you, post 9-11, we had to think about this stuff. And, and I, my sense is, talking to law enforcement folks, that they get this these days, that this is becoming something like, okay, this sharing of information becomes critically important because we don't want to be in the place where one part of the organization knows something that the other, uh, other part of the organization needed to know. And, and oftentimes yeah. they don't, you don't know which part needed to know what. It, it's really hard, and it's, and it's been a big cultural change and one that I don't think has gotten nearly enough uh, uh, credit. They haven't gotten nearly enough credit for, for making the, this evolution as they, right. it's been really hard. That's my sense as well. Yeah. Um, overall, so we talked a lot about what law enforcement can do. What pieces of this can other, organi- other parts of government that aren't connected to law enforcement, what, what can they take away from the lessons learned from the law enforcement space? I think there are really two lessons to derive from the the best of the law enforcement community for other federal agencies. The first is that, um, you know, 
leadership being focused on employee engagement is not part of the job. It's in many respects the entire job. And, and recognizing that employee engagement has a direct impact on the ability of your employees to do their job, to do it well, and to do it with a great sense of commitment, satisfaction, and engagement. And so that means that it's not just the second lesson, uh, a once a year or a twice a year proposition. You know, the, the Federal Employee Survey is, is in the field in some agencies. It's, it's concluded at this point. Um, you know, it may be tempting for a federal leader to just wait for the results before launching into the next round of, an employee, enga- of employee engagement activities, and I think that would be a big mistake. The best leaders like Director Comey really treat this as a, a year-round responsibility. So figure out what you can do, you know, starting as soon as possible, starting next week. Uh, you know, how do you get out there talking to your employees at headquarters, on your team, out in the field, understand what's influencing, affecting, and impacting them, and then determining what you can do about it to make sure that you clear the path to um, productivity for, uh, you know, as many of your employees as you possibly can. And, and I think understanding and appreciating that link between employee engagement and it's not even productivity. It's, it's becoming an effective place where you where you yeah. can get your job done. It, productivity sounds so crude to me. Yeah. Um, this is much more than just productivity. Uh, this is, this is becoming a place where, Hey, we all have to be organizations that are, are performing in, in ways. Uh, and, and this really is a key part of, of doing that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's exactly right. I mean, this, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's less about the short-term productivity, although that's certainly a benefit, and it's more along sustainable high performance as, a, as, a, as an agency, as an organization. Tom Fox from the Partnership for Public Service. Tom, thanks as always for doing this. 